Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy! Yo. Like Brittany Griner, <laughs> we are back! So topical. Wow, we are back. And Chris, what better time to bring the pod back than just peak Sixers, you know, very Sixers-y kind of win. A win where Joel Embiid really dominated a lot of the game, and then he would get to the bench. Suddenly, we lose the lead, that whole thing. Random guy on the Lakers, like, smoking us. Uh, what's his name? Are you talking about Austin Reeves? Austin Reeves. <laughs> random. St. Joe's <laughs> Austin Reeves. He's uh, not actually, but he really looks like it. Oh, my God. Just a random <laughs> white guy on Lakers. I believed you. I believed you for about 10 seconds because <laughs> that's exactly the kind of shit that would happen. And then, of course, uh, DeAnthony Melton just uh, going ham, scoring a career high, 33 points, going 8 for 12 from three-point land. Chris, tell me what you saw in this game that we tried to lose really, really bad. Well, I guess it's just, you know, the last time we talked, you and I, we had other sports to distract us from the fact that the Sixers are just a soul-crushing experience. Uh, I feel like we were talking about um, Phil's? Ding- Dingers oh and uh, Schwarberfest. And now, I mean, at, at least I, I think it's just the same thing. I mean, we have the World Cup. We have the Eagles because the Sixers are just not watchable. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not fun. This is peak pain and suffering. Um <laughs> Nine-point lead with 35 seconds left against arguably the most Sixers-y team in the NBA outside of the Sixers. Hmm. Um, the Lakers are so underwhelming. I f- so in terms of a vibe check that we're trying to go for here, like we're a big vibe podcast. And uh, a lot of the time, at least last year, was good vibes, positive vibes. Granted, we haven't potted a whole lot this year, but if you had to do a vibe check on where we're at right now, I feel like it's got to be low. It's just a slog watching this team. It was at a high probably when the stars were all out. I know, right? Which tells you a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not great. But, uh, Chris, I think now's a good time to do mm-hmm. a little bit of stock up, stock down. Uh, where do you stand on Toby? Shout out to Byron. Happy birthday to that guy. Byron's guy, uh, Toby Stock up. I think he is probably having his best season as a Sixer, just in the sense that he's truly embraced the idea that he is there to be super overpaid um, role player. Like the three-point attempt percentage, right, which is like an advanced stat, which just means the percentage of his shots that come from three-point range is at the highest of his career, which is what we've been asking for forever. Like just take threes. That's what you're here for. Space the floor a little bit for our guys that need that. Um, I think stock up for Toby. Um, stock is up for. Well, what about James Harden? Where was stock up, stock down, James Harden? Or is it not enough info, just coming off injury, et cetera? Can I be honest? Is, is this a safe space? Depends what you say. I, I'm not high on what he looks like. <laughs> the thing with Harden is like, so first of all, he just had a month off. Uh, I thought there'd be more spring to his step. And specifically, when you look at shot selection, this was the same in the playoffs. He is not getting to the rim at all. His shots are not coming from two-point range. The vast majority, the only shots that he takes outside of free throws are step-back threes, which to me 
is the equivalent of the dude in the rec league who just just does not have it anymore. And it's just like, I am just going to stand by the three-point line. I'm just going to fall away and shoot threes because I am not beating you off the dribble. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. I do feel like he's certainly missing a step. He's still very good at passing. He still opens up a lot for the team. Like his first game he back, does. the first came back when he came, you know, just from the first two quarters, like, yeah, I forgot like how good passing can be just to have the passing. He he absolutely makes his teammates better, which I don't think he gets enough credit for. I think the general consensus is that somehow he's this like selfish player. He's this like ISO player. I completely disagree with all of that. He's making everybody else on the floor better. Chris, we are at the Shake Milton Minute. One just other thing to get off my chest while we're doing stock up, stock down. Can I just say stock down, B-ball Paul? Ooh. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Like, I'm getting real Jonah Bolden vibes. It's oh, no, like, let's not get crazy. You just, you just look so confused <laughs> out there. All you do is foul. You can put, like, it's such raw talent. That's that part of his charm, raw. though. It's really it's raw. It's part of his charm. It's charming, but it, and it's also, sure, but it's just not effective. It, it, it also makes him disarming. Like, you know, it doesn't look like whenever he tries to put any shot up or do anything around the rim, it should go in. But somehow it does. And it's kind of like a, a little fun thing. But, yeah, there was definitely a stretch where uh, I think it was like a four-game stretch where it was like just abysmal b-ball Paul play. And uh, all I could think about was how sad I was that Doc Rivers is doing like a victory lap in his fucking mind. Well, stock down Doc Rivers, who I don't think his stock has really been up since like 2008 when he won with the Celtics. But at some point, he does have to go. Just fire him. It's not that hard. 